Hey everybody, this is Senior Pastor Joshua B. Carson saying thank you for tuning into the CT Podcast. We hope that your time here, whether you're driving down the road or whether you're sitting at home with a journal and listening in, we hope that it's effective. Maybe it'll be inspirational, encouraging, maybe it'll be thought-provoking. Regardless of what session you're listening to, we truly pray that this is a benefit to you and to your family. God bless and enjoy the podcast. Book of Acts chapter number nine. Book of Acts chapter nine. There's some chapters that just uh, have an overarching theme of them. Hebrews 11, that's the faith chapter. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. It just speaks. Uh, it's, not, it's not any one particular verse. It's just the whole chapter speaks. It has a, a theme. When I think of Acts chapter number nine, it's the conversion of the apostle Paul. It's when he was persecuting the church, but yet at noon, the great light, it came and it brought that conversion in his life to the place where he did 180, just turned around. Well, what a, what a powerful chapter. And in that conversion, it's amazing. In, in verse 14, the Bible tells us that uh, those that were in authority gave authority. They gave him power to persecute the church. But after his conversion, things changed. Verse number 23. And after that, after what? After the conversion of, the, of Saul, after Paul's conversion, after that many days were fulfilled and the Jews took counsel to kill him. But their laying await was known of Saul and they that watched the gates day and night to kill him. Look down at verse 26, if you would. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he assuaged to join himself to the disciples. But they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. I want to preach just a short while today on convinced. Convinced. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to be in your house, Lord. We come we know that of ourselves, there's, there's nothing to give, but Lord, should you put your anointing on it, Lord, I pray that it would help minds, touch hearts, redeem, speak, draw. And Lord, we, we put confidence in that today. I pray that you'd bless your people. Your word's already blessed. Let there be eternal purpose be done. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. God bless you and you may be seated. This truly was a, a mile marker event in the life of Paul. I, I know that some may seem more dramatic than others. I still remember the day that I was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I remember the day that I was baptized in Jesus' name. 
And it wasn't so much the events surrounding it, but it was what I felt. I knew there was a, there was a, a change. Something happened more than just uh, what you could, could put your hands on. There was something that went on down inside. Uh, the Bible, it, it speaks. It, it takes a lot of time to talk about the Apostle Paul's conversion. And when he was converted, it, it, it shook those who were in authority. There were those that they were absolutely convinced, this one that they put their trust in, confidence in, to persecute the church. After they gave him that authority, they, they were convinced that he had been converted. That this persecutor who once followed and tracked down and traced those in the way, threw them in dungeons, brought them even to the place of death that things were about to change. They were convinced to the place that they sought to kill Paul. They, they, they were not going to let him live any longer. They weren't, just, they weren't just appreciative of the work that he had done to that point. They knew that the apostle Paul, they knew his determination, his perseverance, they knew his dogged attack that now once converted was also going to be turned the other way. That, that he, he, he no longer was going to be a persecutor, but he was going to be an advocate for the church. Things had changed in the apostle Paul's life. They were convinced that this advocate of theirs now would be their arch enemy to the place that they had to decided to eliminate him, to kill him. They were convinced. The Bible tells us that when the apostle Paul, he comes to the disciples, he finds himself in Jerusalem because he's, he's running. He's, he, he, he understands there's a plot to kill him. There's, there's folks on his trail. And so when he comes to Jerusalem, he's presented to the disciples, but they won't receive him. They don't believe that he is a disciple. They, they don't want to unlock their doors. They're not, they're not opening their assemblies. There's, there's a little bit of skepticism and cynicism when it comes to what they have heard that's happened in the Apostle Paul's life. They've heard about this miraculous light. They've heard about his blindness for three days. They heard about the supernatural events surrounding the conversion of the Apostle Paul, but they're not convinced. I've just come, I've just come to preach today that I don't want the world to be more convinced about what Jesus is doing in this miraculous hour than those who assemble in this house. I want to be among those. Wow. I want to be among those. I'm not going to let the world out convince me. I'm telling you, the world knows that there's something happening in this world. The world knows that there's a shift going on. The world knows that the power of God is real. But I'm afraid that sometimes we can come and we can be, we can be just soothed with three songs and a sermon. I don't want the world to be more convinced about his miraculous power. 
I don't want the world to be more convinced about what he's doing than those that gather. I'm telling you what I felt just a few moments ago. I am convinced that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am convinced that he wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or even think. I am convinced that cancer's not a problem. I'm convinced, ah, my, 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 my. I'm convinced there's no river too wide. There's no mountain too high. There's no darkness. Ah, come on, I am convinced of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is here right now. Come on, somebody clap your hands to the Lord a little bit. Hallelujah. 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 I, I know, I, I, I get it. I know that the world, they, 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 uh, they, they talk a good game. They, they act like it's old-fashioned and out of date, and it's just superstition. But I want to tell you, the world knows something's going on. There's a shift going on. They, they know there's a move. Uh, and I want to tell you that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is in a good place. I'm convinced that our best days are not behind. I'm convinced that Jesus Christ hasn't got... We haven't got to the end here and he's wondering what's going on and what he's going to do. I'm convinced that in the last hour, he's going to do, <laughs> he's going to do greater. He's going to do bigger. Uh, yeah, he's going to pour it out. God has come to this hour for you and I. Let's be convinced of the power of the Lord. What a day. The scripture it tells us when it, when it gets to the end of the book of Matthew, it talks about his suffering. Wow. wow. It, surely it looked brutal. His visage was so marred. That scarred, marred Messiah. One, one commentator said this, that his visage was so, so marred that it, it didn't even look like a human being. The whip, the thorns, the spear that, that punctured his side, that brought forth water and blood. They, they took him to Golgotha's prop and hung him there. He carried his own cross. And when he got there, it, it, it looked like there was no redeemable moment. There, there was, it was gone. His disciples had already scattered his disciples, though they had heard the promises, though they had heard the, the, him speak concerning this moment, they, they were still huddled in, an, in a little room. They, they were not convinced that Jesus was, had any plans beyond that day. He gave up the ghost. It is finished. It's all done. It, it seems like the, the end is is. It's already come. But the Bible says that when they, when they uh, put him in that borrowed tomb, it says, sirs, they came together and said, sir, <laughs> we remember that that deceiver said while he was alive that after three days, I will rise again. So I'll tell you what I want you to do. They're convinced. 
I want you to take that stone and roll it in front of that tomb. I, 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 don't, want to, I don't want to give him any opportunity. He, he said he's going to rise. Let's make sure that nothing is going to happen. I want to tell you, the enemy is so convinced that you've got some promises ahead of you, that he wants to seal the promises. He, he doesn't want you to participate. And yet here's the disciples come while that stone is rolled in front of that tomb. The disciples come and they, they've got, here's Mary and, and a, a few with her and she's bringing spices. And when she brings those spices, she wants to, she wants to sweeten up just to make it tolerable so that they can get close to the Lord. They want to anoint the body of Jesus Christ. The enemy's bringing a stone because they're convinced he's going to rise up. But the disciples, they're bringing spices and they just want to make it tolerable enough to get close. They're not convinced he's going to rise again. They, they just want to kind of sweeten up the smell. Listen, church services more than just to make it tolerable enough for us to get through. I, I, sometimes, let, let me just preach to myself sometimes. When I'm going through a difficult time, Lord, I just want you to make it tolerable enough for me to get through one more day. Just dry my tears long enough. I tell you, he wants to do more than just make life tolerable. He wants to change. While we're dabbling spices on a few dead things, he wants to come up out of the tomb. He wants you to roll away the stone. Come on, we don't wanna just dabble spices. I want it to be more than tolerable. I wanna get up, he's got a promise for you. Jesus is on your side. Oh, come on, I wanna tell you, you're not dead, you're not out, your promises are not gone. I know they may have been three days old, it feels like things are bound up, but I'm telling you, he's coming. The resurrection promise is coming. Be convinced. I tell you, for somebody, you, there's something rising up right now for somebody. And I'm telling you, somebody's about to get convinced. Today's my day. Today's my day. I, I'm not leaving today without a promise. I'm not leaving today without a touch of God. I'm not leaving today with tears. Oh, my, 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 my. Come on, get convinced that Jesus is on your side. Would you help me clap your hands to the Lord a moment? Oh, come on, get convinced. Get convinced. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. He, he lost it all. He lost it all. Everything was, was gone. Everything, I, you know, I, I can remember going through, through cancer and I, I had somebody mail me a, they mailed me a, a, a series on the book of Job. I didn't watch it. Uh, anybody know what I'm talking about? I got enough. Uh, and when I looked at Job's life, I, I don't know, but for me, that read is kind of laborious. I mean, you, you get the first two or three chapters and his wealth is gone. His Health is gone. His family's gone. He, he's, he's sitting with boils and he's scraping those boils and ash. I'm like, no, thank you, please. And then for the next 30, 
40, just the chapters that come after that. It's kind of laborious, kind of, this is, these are, these are chords of just discord. The Bible tells us that, that he, he in the very early stages, just chapter number two, after everything was gone, after life had dealt its blow, the Bible says, and I don't know that I necessarily blame her. I don't think she was wicked or evil. I just think her perspective was a little skewed. And the Bible tells us that when she comes to to Job, her husband says, are you still going to retain your integrity? Your health is gone. Your wealth is gone. Our family's gone. I'm going to tell you, there are some things that I still can't explain. I can't explain why his family was taken. I can't explain that. I, I wish I had a good explanation, but some things in life are just not explained. Some things we'll never have answers for. Some things we'll never understand why they happen. I can't explain why his family was taken. I can't explain all of that. His health is gone. And I believe she said this, Job, you're a cursed man. Why don't you just curse God and I, Job may have thought for a moment, I'm broken, I'm discouraged, I'm sick and diseased, I'm down, I feel forsaken, everything else is gone, naked came I into the world. He said, but though, though he slay me, yet, and here's where it has to come down. When you get to those things you cannot explain, when you get to that place where there's no reason to really give him some praise, I'm going to tell you, you better get convinced that he still hasn't forsaken you. Though he slay me, yet uh, I'm still going to trust him. I can't explain it. I, I don't even know how I'm still here. But I want you to know I'm not... I've come to tell somebody, you're not cursed. You gotta get convinced that he's still on your side. He's not against you, he's for you. He's for you. He knows right where you are. I am convinced, frustrated, anxious, but I'm not cursed. I know that we can go through life at times. Noah received that word from God in the book of Genesis chapter six. He said, he said, Noah, I want you to build an ark. And he tells them how he wants them to build it. Uh, can you imagine? Well, where's the construction crew? Where's, where's all the help? He just said, build an ark, gather food, gather animals. But he said, uh, and, and when you get started, don't stop. There's not another word that I can find where there was an encouragement from God. Noah, for the next hundred years, and in verse uh, seven, chapter seven and five, and Noah did. And God said in chapter six and 13, and Noah did in chapter seven and verse five, for the next 100 years. I want to tell this congregation that I know it's difficult at times 
to build an ark while it's dry. I've come to services before. Listen, it's one thing to be dry all by yourself, but have you ever come to church? Have you ever gathered around folks that it wasn't dry, where they were shouting and blessed and they were being touched by the Lord and you're still burdened or building, but it's just dry. It's tough to build in a dry place when things aren't watered. I'm building a... Uh, come on, anybody. Some of your family thinks you're crazy. Building a boat in a dry place. Keep working on it. Keep struggling. Keep doing your best. Keep, I want to tell you, you just, it may feel dry. Somebody's come today saying, Lord, I just need a good dose. If you'll just water it down, I want to tell you, get convinced that your building is not in vain. Get, yeah, 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 yeah. Get convinced that God's promises are still true. I'm con hey, I'm convinced God wants to do something here today. I'm convinced God wants to touch somebody. I'm convinced God wants to bring a miracle to somebody's life. I'm convinced somebody needs to be healed today. I'm convinced somebody ought to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. I'm convinced that if you want the baptism of the Holy Ghost, God is going to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I am convinced that the power of God is here. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, now, I, I, I know that this, this is the kind of a, I, I don't want to, I don't want to give this impression either that, that it's either do or die. I've been to the place before where, where I was in between that convinced and not sure. Anybody ever been not sure? Oh, almost like, almost like as they gather below and they're saying, he says to the armor bearer, well, let's just, let's go see. We're going to live or die. Let, let's go see. Anybody ever been there? When Naaman went to that water, he was, he was told by the prophet Dip in Jordan seven times. He said, we've got better rivers. We've got ri better rivers back in Syria. Hey, life gets muddy sometimes. Wow. Life gets dirty every now and then. I wish everything was clean and tidy. Not everything's clean and tidy. Life gets tough. Aren't there better rivers to dip in? Can't we do it another way? He was, here's what the servant said. If he'd have asked you to do something great, wouldn't you have done it? Why don't you just, why don't you just do, do what the prophet told you. Sometimes you just got to hang around folks that are convinced. <laughs> I feel like today I'm around some folks that are convinced. <laughs> oh, I felt pretty good coming in today with folks already singing, walking into the congregation and they were already singing praises. I, I, I remember, I remember that first day, that first Sunday, I was diagnosed with stage four on Monday. That first Sunday back, I was trying to debate whether I was even, well, I didn't even debate. I just knew I'm going back to the house of the Lord. 
I, I, I came, I was a little bit late and I, I thought, I, th- I thought, <laughs> kind of like Nate, I thought I'd have to get in there and I'm, I'm going to do my pastoral duty. I'm going to encourage them in the time of struggle. Uh, they're going to be so, they're going to be crying and weeping and wailing about their pastor. And I remember putting my hand on the door. And I thought I'd hear wailing and they're singing. (laughs) They were happy. (laughs) I remember opening up that door. They were singing and rejoicing there before I could even get in the building. You know why? Because while I was a little confused, while life had gotten real muddy, while things had gotten real dirty, and I can remember barely making it to the house of the Lord, but I was walking into a congregation that was convinced. Uh, They knew he hasn't brought us this far. He's not going to leave us today. He's still with me. He's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, I want to tell you, you're with some people that are convinced. You're with some folks that know the power of Jesus Christ to raise up and to heal and to say, come on, he knows right where you're at. He knows what you're going through. He knows what tomorrow holds. He knows you may have come in and you don't know exactly what's going on, but I want to tell you this is a house of the Lord where some folks are absolutely, there's no doubt, my, 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 God is on your side. Can you see Naaman now? He goes down one time and comes up and nothing but a muddy river. Some of you have been, you've dipped five and six times and there is no change. But here's some folks in the house of God. Just stay in there. Come on, hang on. We're convinced that God has not forsaken you. I'm telling you, God knows where you are. He's with you today. Come on, I believe. God's about to do a miracle for you. He's on your side. And when he went down that seventh time and come up, he was whole in the middle of a muddy river. Listen, just hang on. Your circumstances don't have to change for God to do the biggest miracle in your life. He knows right where you are. And I want to tell you this. Be seated just a moment. Oh, there. Uh, uh, here, here's, what it, here's what it says in the book of Matthew chapter 13, that the sower goes forth to sow. And when the sower goes forth to sow, he sows on some wayside ground, some stony ground. And when he sows, he sows forth the seed. And they're not sure what the seed is. But when the disciples say, he said, I'll tell you what the seed is. The seed is the word. Folks, you have heard so much preaching. Are you kidding me? The kind of, it's just, the word goes forth. If you don't have a word today, you get one tonight. And if you don't get it tonight, you're gonna get it Wednesday. And if you don't get it this week, why? Just, but chances are you got it today, you get it tonight, you get it Wednesday, and it goes forth to sow. 
and, and while the seed's being sown, sometimes we're waiting for that right moment. We're, we're getting kind of particular about the word. We, we want a direct word. We're waiting for the right seed to come and the seed's being sown the whole time. But I'll tell you how convinced the devil is. The Bible says that as the seed is sown, that the fowler comes, which is that wicked one, because he knows if you ever get a hold of it, <laughs> if anybody ever comes down and just pick, he's so convinced that the word is going to do its work. The Bible says that as soon as the seed is sown, the fowler comes by to pick it up. Because I want to tell you, he's convinced of what the word will do in your life. That if you add, my, 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 preaching about a miracle. But how many times have we come and when we leave, we're not picking up anything. We're waiting for something to just fall upon us. We want something to just kind of rest upon, take us over. No, you got to get up and pick it up every now and then. Somebody needs to just stand up and say, that word is mine. I'm not letting go of it. I've got a promise. I'm not getting, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've got it. Devil, I, you're a liar. You've tried to... He's so convinced of what God's going to do in your life that he's, I wish somebody right now would just get your promise. I wish somebody right now would just come on that word. Maybe you wrote it down in your Bible. I wish somebody would just kind of pick up and say, Lord, the, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run therein and is safe. Uh, he said this, the stripes on the Lord's back are for my healing. Devil, I'm claiming it. It's going to happen. Uh, Come on, does anybody know what I'm talking about? I wish somebody, my, 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 my. I wish somebody would just pick that up. That's right, Brother Carson. That's what I'm talking about. I'm just going to pick it up. I'm just going to get a hold of it. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about. It's mine. I'm not letting it go. I want God. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Devil, you are a liar. Devil, you are a liar. Come on, that's it. That's what I'm talking about. I'm my, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. I'm telling you, there's so much word around here. We're not letting empty promises. We're not letting something fall to the ground. Come on, I am convinced. God's got his hands on me. God's got walking with me. He's not leaving me. Come on, shout. Somebody shout to the Lord. Somebody believe I've got a promise. Come on, musicians, would you just come real quick? I feel the Holy Ghost inside here. The devil is so convinced. He's trying to rob you of your promises, but you've already been given your promise. You've already been given what God wants. You just gotta be convinced. The name of the Lord, I'm running into it. His promises are mine. Lift your hands right where you are. Oh, God, I feel your hand right here. I feel the touch of the Holy Ghost right here. Uh, that's it. Hey, there's a move of the Holy Ghost here. Somebody's getting ready to claim something. Somebody's hanging on to a promise. That promise isn't old. There is no stone wrapped on there. Come on, he's not going to bury your, your promise. You don't have to just sprinkle a few spices on it. God is here. Get convinced. <laughs>